Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, which, let's face it, you do, tell a friend. You can listen to us all sorts of places. A couple of them would be iTunes or AllisonRosen.com. Hello, my little butterbeans. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I've missed you guys. Happy 2015. Also, I have big news, which you may have heard by now, but I'm no longer working with Adam Carolla. I'm going to be taking my podcast with me, doing it on my own. I'm really excited about it. It was a wonderful four years, but I'm super excited about this next chapter. So I'm okay. The podcast is okay. Everything's going to be okay. Obviously, there's going to be some hiccups as we sort of get it all sorted out, but podcast isn't going anywhere because I know that you guys have come to love it. At least that's what I tell myself. I'm pretty sure it's true. No, I know because I hear from you guys. Um, I appreciate your support so much. Please stick with me as we build this new thing. Um, you can support the show by going to alisonrosen.com. Please click through the Amazon banners if you're going to buy something on Amazon. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it does help out the show. There's also some PayPal stuff on there. Oh, also, if you do have a bookmark made, though, um, an Amazon banner link, bookmark, etc. words coming out of my mouth. Make a new one because these are new links. Uh, I would appreciate that. That would be awesome. And, you know, in a way, it's like I'm building my own pirate ship now, except obviously I'm not going to call it that because that metaphor has been taken. So my question for you guys is, what means of conveyance, what kind of trans- form of transportation best fits this podcast? Are we, as my husband Daniel has suggested, a love bus? Or might that be 270s? I feel like that's 270s. Are we a flying saucer? Are we a scooter? Are we a Vespa? Are we a moped? Are we a bicycle? Are we a tricycle? Are we a rape van? What are we? Think about it. Let me know. You can get in touch with me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. And also, I hope that you will continue to support this show's sponsors because they are awesome enough to support me. And one such sponsor that I want to tell you about, because I love them, is the Books. Beautiful, modern, rustic bouquets. The flowers are cut the day you order them, which means you get them sooner and they last longer. They're from the side of an active volcano and shipped direct to your door from Ecuador. Imagine the stories they could tell. Flat pricing, no upsells or hidden costs. Shipping is always free. What you see is what you get. There's no bait and switch. So the picture you see on the website is literally what they send you. And if you want to get 15% off, visit thebooks.com. That's T-H-E-B-O-U-Q-S.com and use the promo code AROSEN. But hurry up because the deal expires January 27th. So again, that's promo code AROSEN to get 15% off your gorgeous Books flowers. Okay, here my dog just sneezed that's what that sound was if you happen to hear that um here's an episode with joe coy it is his return appearance he's great this was recorded before the break so maybe a couple things that are said that uh, might be out of date now with the new news but um uh, it's a wonderful episode anyway there was something i wanted to tell you before i let you go god damn it what was it i am like i'm like your mom on the phone who won't let you get off the phone and the fact that you want to get off the phone is making her forget what she wanted to say. Oh, yes. It wasn't even that big a deal. I just wanted to say that I know that probably you guys have questions about all this stuff, the stuff that I mentioned at the top of this little chatteroonie that we're having. Um, and I'll obviously address it more in the weeks to come. That's what I wanted to say. Okay. So anyway, here's the episode. I love you guys. Here we go. Allison Rose. 
Hi, hello. It is me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. I'm sitting here with repeat guest Joe Coy. Hello, Joe Coy. Hello. How's it going? Allison, thanks for saying I'm a repeat guest. But it's I the feel, truth. I, I know, but, and I feel like I'm part of your, your show. Like, You're like part of the fabric of it. Yeah. Like you are, let's see, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Which word do you feel most defines you? Uh, friend. That's right. Yes. Good. So <laughs> what's going on? Gary's talking to me. That's okay. Be part of the show. Take those headphones off the console, please. Oh, yes, oh. sir. Where do you want us to put Just it? Just put them right down there. That's great. Oh, that's good. That's Thank good you. pod right there. That's good <laughs> It pod. is. It came alive to the people at home who are listening. Yes. So my challenge, Joe Coy, for this episode is, uh-huh. and I was thinking about this this morning, this has come up a few times. You know, you're part of an elite cadre of repeat guests. Nice. There's really only a few of you. Okay. Maybe Can- more than a few, but less than a bunch. No, okay. just a few. And they're all all stars. There's yes. not a there's not a there's not a dud in there. in there. So I'm in the starting lineup. That's right. Okay, good. You are. I'm not the bench. All stars. I'm the all star. Yeah, you're starting, on the all star team. But starting, starting lineup. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you're out shortstop. Okay, good, good. Whew. Turning double plays for us. Yeah, that's Allison's I'm lost. Cheater. These are all good things. Okay, cool. I know we're talking sports. Yeah, that I know. <laughs> yeah. So here's the challenge with the repeat guest is to not do the same interview again because the first time you come on, that's usually when we delve, we'll hopefully delve into like the real meaty sort of your struggle and all, and just like the life stuff to be on the show or your life. No, my life. Yes. I poured everything out. Right. I put my heart on the table. I know. I hope I held it tenderly. No. You kept digging. That's right. That's digging. what I do. Well, that's, so that's the thing. So then that when you come back, for people who didn't hear the first episode, yes. of course, I want to recap a little bit. Uh-huh. But the danger with the recap is that then all of a it sudden... It might go back. Yes. Because mm. I think we've all heard interviews that are where you're like, oh, I've heard this before. But so anyway, so what I say to you, Joe Coy, yeah. is can you just, just give us the real thumbnail recap of... Your life. I poured my <laughs> heart out to you about something I never really touched base on, which is my brother's mental illness. Right. And it was spawned from uh, Dr. Drew and Corolla. Because it came up there. Yeah, I just did the show. I was invited on the show, and they started talking about it. And uh, who was the, the football player, Brandon Marshall? That's correct. Yes. And he was talking about it. And then I was going to donate money you know, for his cleats so I can give to mental illness awareness or whatever, the foundation. And... And then for some reason, I was like, okay, well, this is out of the bag. Let me start talking about it. And I think that's where, like, every comic has, like, that deep, dark secret that they don't like to talk about. So then they, they just become funny. Right. You know what I mean? Like, to, 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 to hide. Yeah, misdirect mm-hmm. the, the pain that's inside. Right. But it was painful growing up. I hated my life as a kid, especially living in Seattle. It rained every day. And I was depressed. And then the rain just made it fucking worse. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, and 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 uh, and we were poor, you know. And, and uh, so it was something I, I always went to comedy to like, I was already naturally funny. But I went to comedy to really learn about being funny. And, and I really fell in love with stand up. And, and I think, you know, the, the, the drama that happened in my life help me prepare for what I'm, I'm doing now, you know? Do you, and, you know, it's so funny that you said that because I wanted to talk about, um, uh, oh my God, uh, 
my, I, I don't want to say anything right now, but, uh, oh shit. How am I going to talk about this? You are, you, you still have a choice. Like I, you know, I, I've seen my brother had mental problems, but he also had a drug problem. Mm. And I'm sorry I'm, I'm going okay. off, but th- we didn't talk about this last time. No. But what I, I don't know how to do this without, I don't want to talk about somebody that's, that's close to me right now, but it, it, it came up in a conversation with a cousin and, and, and we both agreed that you have a choice. You know what I mean? You can follow uh, whoever's in your life that's fucking up. And you can be like them, or you can learn from them and do the exact opposite. And I've noticed in our family, this is what I was talking to my cousin about, that we have people in our family that are following the fuck-ups, and instead of just uh, taking care of the problem, they're continuing it. And, and the legend lives on, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and, and we've seen that. And then there's people like us, where I saw how my brother was, and it scared the shit out of me. And I'm like, like I remember not wanting to do any kind of drugs, not even drink, because I thought I was going to become my brother. You know what I mean? And it was a choice. You know, there's some people that are like, well, my brother did it, so that's why I did it. I was around it. And then there's people that are like, well, I saw my brother go down, and I didn't want to go down. So that's why I struggle when I see people always use that as an excuse, because I think it's still a mental choice. You know what I mean? Use which part of it as an excuse? That, oh, like, well, my see, dad was an alcoholic, so it's so my family. So I'm an alcoholic. or right. You know what I mean? And I, I find that, like, the, that's... To me, I find like that's the weak excuse. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yes, your father has a dependency or your mother has a dependency, but you still had a choice. You know what I mean? I guess. Or is that wrong for me to say that? I I don't know. Well, I think that Dr. Drew would say it's it's an inherited disease. Okay. But I get what you're saying, that it's a choice. Like, you're still bringing the bottle to your lips or you're still making the choice. If I'm hearing you correctly, what you're saying is you saw what happened to certain people. And so at that point you decided I'm not going to let that be me. Yes. And that's the choice that these people aren't making. So, right. I know you don't want to say too much. And for the listener who wonders if I know, I don't, I don't know the person that you're talking about. I don't know the situation you're talking about, but are you saying that you're right now watching someone make some poor choices? Yeah. If during the holidays I saw somebody in my family following a path I didn't like, and I talked to her today, why do I always get emotional on your show? What is this? Every time I'm on your show, I I'm always, an emotional person. This is so weird that I open up to you like this I every love time. That. So weird. And we just I just got off the phone with her today, my dearest cousin, and she broke down crying, telling me, because I saw it. I saw it, you know, how you see the elephant in the room and no yeah. one saying anything. And I just, I called her up because I was like, hey, I, you know, I just want to know, is everything all right? Because I saw something. And then she just broke down and just started crying. And she goes, I haven't told anybody, you know what I mean? And please don't say anything. And then she spilt the beans. And I just remember, you know, at the, I mean, I, mean, I don't just remember what, what I'm saying is at the end of our conversation, we both were like, you know, we could have went down that same path too. Right. You know what I mean? But we didn't. And we don't understand why this particular person is. Can you- and the reason why I'm keeping it so late, because it, it is very fresh. It, it, this right. is literally a phone call from today. And, you know, and we'll find a way to deal with it, you know, well, so in the next coming months. We're, we're, yeah, because I'm going to approach. Going to ask, what are you going to do? Yeah. Because it's it, hard because you can't. You can talk to someone, but you can't really change you them. You can't change them. And then I don't want to destroy the foundation either. You know what I mean? Because obviously it's functioning correctly right now, even though it's dysfunctional. You mean this I person think, has their shit together, even though it's coming? He's, it's, could it's together, but it, 
with how he, he you is. see self-destructive behavior. Yeah, happening. I can see. I can see if we put light on it, I can see it falling apart real fucking fast. Right. You know what I mean? And and I'm scared of that too, because I don't want anybody out. You know what I mean? And I don't want to be the blame for it. But I know that this person's going down the wrong path, and it's Are not. We're talking good. about drugs or alcohol. Drugs. Mm. Yeah. And I don't like so it. So then, I don't that, like it. I so think, that makes sense. Also, so what you're talking about is something that's secretive. It's it's but it's, enough that you notice it. It's known and people are ignoring it. Oh, okay. Right. So I think you know what I mean. Yes. Well, so then that's where there's an like excuse of, for it. Oh, I don't. Oh, my back hurts. You know that. Oh, yes. And it's getting to and it's getting to where it's clockwork. And now. that's a pretty. It's heavy. Painkiller addiction, I think, is a pretty insidious. One, because it's hard to see where the line is because yes. there is a reason for the person to be using. But then yes. if you're close to them, you're like, I feel like you're abusing this a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've seen that one. But it's fuzzy for me. Like the person that I'm thinking of, I don't really know. I was <laughs> – this is what the holidays brings out. I was having a conversation with someone in my family recently talking about um, painkiller usage of someone else in the family. And I was saying, is this a problem or not? Like how much is this person yes. using? And – you know, and, and like the way this person is often sort of has a, not much of an attention span, pretty checked out. Is is that because of the painkillers? Because all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. Is that what's been going on this whole time? Yes, it is. And that and it's so funny that you said that because that's exactly how I was this Thanksgiving. I saw uh, I've seen it before, but I, I don't know if I was ignoring it. Right. Or I was just. Like I was like, okay, he he did have surgery, and, and and I was making excuses in my head, but then you know, fast forward a year later or two years later, you know what I mean? Right. And it's, it's like, Thanksgiving, and I'm like, like I I just saw it, and I was just like, I was concerned because I saw a different person come into the room. I, I hate saw, that. Oh, I hate that feeling. And it was weird, man. And and I'm like, yo, like. It was like a zombie-like thing, mm. and I, I was just not. I was going to ask, it. what were the symptoms that you were seeing? Glossiness, blank stare, trying like to not trying to present, trying to focus on your lips because you're trying to pay attention, but I'm not because I think I'm asleep with my eyes open, like oh, that wow. type of shit, like really tuned out. Yeah, and like this like is almost a very, nodding out. Yeah, and this is a lively person, you know, right. like he's a very vocal and animated person. I know we've put out a lot already. I didn't even want to put this much out, and and I hope to God it. And if it does, if you know, if if they hear it, then oh well, let it be. But I don't want to say any names or anything like that. Right. So, but 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 when I saw that, I I, I remember going home. I remember driving home, and that that was the only thing in my head. Yeah. I was like, I gotta tell her. I gotta I gotta ask her because I mean I knew she knew. I you know what I mean. Right. I know she was ignoring it. If anyone's ignoring it, it's her. The most, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I just wanted to make sure she was all right because it was just, it was weird. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Did she put up? It's something I haven't seen since my brother. And what kind of drugs did your brother take? Everything. Okay. Every fucking thing. He would stick anything in his, in his body. Anything. It didn't matter. He didn't give a shit. As long I, as he was numb, he was good. I'm calibrated in a way that I notice slight changes in people. And I'm wondering, are you also the same way? Yeah, I am the same way. And... My sister, this, man, this is great. We really open up every damn time I, I on your damn so. show. That's right. So my sister uh, is, an, uh, you know, me and her having, I don't know why we're having problems. She's my best friend. And for some reason, she thinks my job is 
easy. She thinks being a stand-up comic is just me walking into a room and ta-da. Being yourself. Yeah, the tickets are sold out. Because they just do. <laughs> she, you know what I mean? That's, that's what, People that's just her love the comedy. Yeah. yeah, she just thinks that. You know what I mean? She doesn't know the work I have to do. You know, right. the, the Corolla show to promote and the, the local news show that I have to wake up at 6 in the morning and, and try and be funny to sell tickets. She doesn't see any of that work or even the mental stress that it takes going into the market going, fuck, I only have 40 tickets left. I mean, f- I have 50 tickets left. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I got to sell it. None of that. She doesn't see any of that. She only sees the picture on Instagram and, oh, that's what my brother does. And, and he doesn't have time to call me. It's like, you right. don't even work. I was going to say, what does she do? She's a stay-at-home mom. You know what I mean? A well, you know, well-off, you know, her husband is very well-off and, you know, beautiful son. And it's just like, Rowena, like, come on. Like, like, I don't understand what she, you know, she goes, you never call me. I'm like, okay, do you understand that I fly to the East Coast? I'm on Pacific Coast time and I'm flying to the East Coast. I get in at two and I have to do radio at five. When do you think I'm going to fall asleep for that? Right. So then I have to do radio all the way up until nine. And then when do I sleep there? I got to sleep, don't I? And then when I wake up, I'm on stage and you wonder why I haven't called you? What did, you know what I mean? And, and, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because you said picking up on personalities, mm-hmm. right? And, and then what I said at the beginning of the show, you have a choice. My mom is that person. Which one? Your sister? My sister. They're, it's an exact replica. My mom is that person. If she hates you, it's done. You're dead oh. to her and I won't talk to you. You didn't call me? Well, I won't call you for a year. You know what I mean? To the point where I have to call my mom. You know what I mean? I, I just did it again, like two weeks ago. Called my mom, and it's just like, what game are we playing? I don't I, get it. That, see that, like that. My whole my insides just clenched up hearing that. I relate to that so much. Um, I feel like all families have those people in the family that are, if you don't do this or that, or if you do do this or that, they will just cut you out. It's over. Yeah. It's done. And. When you uh, want, sp- you did it out of spite. That's what they're thinking, right? Right? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Well, I don't. I wasn't going to go there, but maybe that is what they're thinking. But I was just going to say that when you're dealing with someone who does that, it puts a lot of pressure on you, yeah. Because you're like, this is stupid, but ultimately, I don't want you to stop talking to me, so I'll do what you want, yeah, to a certain extent. Yes, I hate that. My mom did not talk to my sister. It, there's so much. There's so many stories to this story. Yeah. But my mom wasn't talking to my sister because of a, a car, something dumb, a car situation that came between my sister and I. My sister gave me the car. I didn't use the car anymore. So I gave it to my mom. Remember this. Remember this story, okay. Allison. My sister gave me the car. Gave me. Gave it Here to you. you go, Joe. This car is yours. Right. Thank you, Rowena. I used it for about a year. Didn't want it anymore. I bought my own car. Left it in my mom's house, sitting, on the gar- sitting in the garage. No one's driving it. For almost like six, seven months, my sister didn't even pay no mind to it. Mm-hmm. Then my mom asked me, I'm about to buy a new car. Can I trade that truck in? <laughs> yeah, mom. Right, because you had given it to her. Well, it it's yours. my car, mom. Right. And two, I'm not driving it. I don't even want it anymore. It was a cheap little $700 pickup truck. Mm-hmm. That's how cheap this car was. My mom barely got anything for it. My mom goes and trades it in. Okay. My sister comes over one day, right? And she goes, mom, where's the truck? She goes, oh, I traded it in for the Chrysler. My sister turned around, grabbed her son. Her son was uh, three at the time. Okay. Walks out the door. Doesn't talk, my mom, talk to my mom for like the next seven years. 
So your sister initiated that. Well, that, but that's exactly how my mom is with my sister. You know what I mean? Like she's done that to my sister right. where they haven't it's talked like for five behavior. years. My God. So now how old now, are these now, people? Now, exactly. And now now I you know, it got to the point where I was, you know, I'm playing Vegas a lot. You know what I mean? My career's jumping off. And I'm playing these rooms and I have to like okay, mom's coming up the elevator, uh Rowena. Are they still not talking? No, no, no. Let me tell okay. you what was going on. Like this is while they're in that right. little seven year oh, hiatus yeah. of not talking because of a seven hundred dollar fucking seven. pickup truck. I have so many and questions. And the grandmother okay. cannot look at her grandchild grow because of selfish selfishness on, right. on my sister's part. Oh, so, so from up. three was the last time she saw Xander, and now he's eleven now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Over a stupid seven hundred dollar pickup seven hundred dollar pickup truck. Anyways, so now I'm juggling. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, when I got to Vegas, okay, I can spend five hours with you, Ween. And, and she goes, well, mom better be not there, better not be there. Okay, I promise. And, and when she leaves, I'll call you and you come up. I was doing that shit. Mm. And it got to the point where I was like, wait a minute. I'm here because I worked hard. Uh, people are coming to see me perform and I'm juggling right. to make my mom and sister happy because they can't get their shit together. So then I finally said to my sister and my mom, I go, I don't give a fuck who's in my room or who's at dinner with me. I'm not going to call you and I'm not going to call you and tell you who's at the table. If you come and you see Rowena at the table and you walk off, then that's you. That, that's the, you know what I mean? Live with that. You know what I mean? And same goes with you, Rowena, because I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm here for two days. To what perform. was their reaction? Uh, they, they finally made up. Uh- they because, finally wow. made up because of me. That's cool. I finally, I told my mom, I go, mom, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, like, you're old, mom. It's done. You <laughs> won. Whatever game you're playing, you won. But you're almost 70. You know what I mean? It, you're only promised a few more years after this. And right. I, I'm not trying to be mean. It's just brutally honest. Do you want to just go on in silence? And then when you die, that's when this 20-year-old grandson comes up and goes, I wish I would have known who you were. Or do you want to just bury the stupid fucking hatchet? And I said the same thing to my sister. Like, every time you go out of town, you ask your friend to babysit? Well, who else would rather babysit your kid other than the grandmother? Wait, who would you rather trust? they both live in the same town? They lived like 15 minutes away from each other. How do they not run into each other? Exactly. And my mom's very vocal in the community. You know what I mean? She's, she does a lot of stuff. So they all know where everybody's at. You know, oh. Filipinos are a very small community. And it's just to the point where I was like, this is dumb as shit. What yeah. are you guys doing? And my mom cried, and she goes, and it was like two Christmases ago. She cried, or no, a Christ, last Christmas, cried, I'll make it up, I'll do whatever. And she made up, and then finally I told Ween, I go, you got it, you got to do this. You got to fucking bury this. Like, Xander's 11 now, he's going to be 11. Like, it's time. So they finally buried it. During that time, they found a reason to hate me now. I was going to say, now it's turned so to you. So now they're not talking to me. Wait, they really aren't talking to Both you? Both of them. Because and you don't call enough? Yeah. It's it's like beef after beef after right. beef after beef. And it's like, oh, Joe's talking to uh, Cousin Mona. And everyone knows that we don't like talking to Cousin Mona because yes. she does this. at the. It's like, what the fuck? Like, I don't have time. So did you, did my, you not see them for Thanksgiving? No. My sister went to, uh, where I don't know where she went, Atlanta or something like that. And then my uh, my mom... Right down the street, 10 minutes away. I'll show you the text. I come on, just come over. Oh, I'm making Cornish hens. I'm like, bring the Cornish hens <laughs> to Mona's house, mom. No, I, no I'm not going to. It's a, Yeah. What are you doing? 
What are you doing? Why do you have to miss another Thanksgiving, mom? So now I had to leave Thanksgiving where the whole family was. Her sister was there. Both her sisters were there. My mom's sisters. Mm -hmm. My cousin. All the kids. My son. You know, all her boys. Like, the whole family is at this house. I have to get up. I have to get my son and the little, you know, the the, the cousins. Mm -hmm. Load up a truck and drive to my mom's house for an hour and a half. So she can take a couple pictures and post it on her Facebook. And then we got to leave. Right. For what? It's, it's dumb. And I even I go, Mom, how long? I even said that to her. I, I said it to her. I go, Mom, let, just come with me to, to, to Mona's house. And she's like, no, no, no. It's okay. I already made Cornish hens for, for Fred. And, I, and I'm like, Mom, how long is this going to go? Uh, another Thanksgiving? Because so she's, she's feuding with her sister. Yeah. She, she can't. She can't just bury the hatchet. <sighs> See, I think that. And it's over nothing. And, and whatever it was, if it was something, right. it's nothing now. It's, you know what I mean? The, the sister she hasn't talked to her in, what, 10, 11 years, 12 years? It's your sister. Whatever it was, it's done. Right. Because you guys are about to die. You know what I mean? You're about to die, Mom. I said that to her. You're about to die. Is this how you want, to, this is how you want it to end? Like, What'd she say? Nothing. Nothing. She goes, oh, oh, you need to give me time. How much time, Mom? Do they think that you don't? understand they oh this is an i'm so happy you said that and i'm talking a lot right now <laughs> no, i'm sorry but, but i need to, to vent please this is my this sister's, is your safe space my sister's theory okay of her her stupidity and i like to call it stupidity and her ignorance is uh she thinks that this doesn't have any direct impact on anyone else but her you know oh, what i mean so right. me not talking to mom what why does that bother you? It's I'm the one with the problem. I'm like, your problem is our problem. Do you not get that? You know what I mean? Like you coming to my room and me having to call mom and find <laughs> out how far she is so I can give you ample time to run down the stairs and not see mom. That's affecting my life mm-hmm. and I don't like it and I'm uncomfortable. It's, it's affecting everyone's life. Everyone knows what's going on, but everyone's ignoring it. You know, and now it's happening again. Like I, I call my sister on Thanksgiving and short answers. It's like. What are you doing? Like, I'm calling you. I'm doing exactly what you wanted me to do. I'm calling you. I'm well, making the effort. Well, maybe it's too late now. Is that what Now it's probably too late. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? And she's still oh, mad that... You know what I mean? And I'm done playing the games. Like, uh, like I'm not going to stop talking to my cousin because you have a problem. My son is going to grow up with all his cousins. I flew them out to... And this is where the beef... Okay, now I, I should be more specific. The reason why my sister and my mom stopped talking to me is because last summer, I flew my cousin out... And all her boys and my other niece, uh, my mom's sister's daughter, uh, I, I, I bought them all plane tickets to Hawaii, okay? And for, for, four, for like 14 days, we went mm-hmm. two weeks, okay? Oh, how nice. But I offered Xander, my, my sister's son, I go, can he come with us for the summer? We're going to Hawaii. Can we go? I'm only going to ask you once. You know what I mean? Because you yes. guys were already not talking? No, we were talking at this time. Okay. We were talking. This is when the, the stop talking right. started. Um, I asked her. I go, can Xander come? Mark, her husband, you know, who I love to death, yeah, get him. Fucking yeah, take hmm. him, right? He's, he's all game. Rowena is like, well, is Mona and them going to be there? And I'm like, I go, we, who gives a fuck? Yeah, if they are, yeah, that's his cousin. He needs to grow up with his cousins. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is family. You don't want him to know his fucking cousins? No one's going to be there more for him when he gets older than his family. Right. And you're, you're taking that away from him. You know what I mean? 
And I go, I go, yeah, they're going to be there. Because he went, well, let me think about it. And she never got back to me. Oh. She never got back to me. And it was the way she said it was kind of like, no, already. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, right, mm, she's buying herself Yeah, time. let me, uh, we'll see. And I'm like, well, no, we're not going to fucking <laughs> see. It's a yes or no. Your brother is buying your son a plane ticket, a hotel, feeding him, clothing him. I'm going to spoil the shit out of him. You know what I mean? I'm going to give him whatever they want uh, for 14 days. He's going to live in paradise. You know what I mean? These kids had so much fun. Didn't come. And then, of course, Mona posted on Facebook. Duh. Hmm. Of course she's going to post it on Facebook. I'm not going to tell her not to. Right. She got mad at that. She thought that was a direct slap to her face. I'm like, no, Ween, you said no. You didn't say no, but you kind of said no. And I'm not going to sit there and beg you. Yeah. She had the option. Yeah. And I'm not going to beg you. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and keep calling you and, and tell you why it's a good good idea for him to be with his cousins in Hawaii. That's that's a dumb sell. You should just know. Right. So and that's the reason. Now now they're not talking to me. And and I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to do anything, but I know they're mad, but I still extend. I keep calling. I called my mom 2 months ago. I go, "Mom, how much is your car payment?" She told me. I go, "I'll take over your car payments. I'm going to pay it for the I'll pay it off." Like that's I got so the car nice. pay- payments for the next what is it? I think it's 4 years. I, the and she got another Chrysler. She bought another one. And I go, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll, I'll pay for it. Boom. There's, there's your $600 payment. And your, oh, I've got the insurance, too. I got it. Don't worry about it, Mom. That's on me. Boom. Back to you. Thank you, Joe. But then that's it. Like, Mom, I'm extending. Like, I'm, you know, I called, and, and, and I'm making an effort. And I'm telling you, what do you need? I'm here to help you. What, how, blah, blah, blah. Nothing. You know what I mean? Like, no phone call. You know what I mean? Like, just Nothing. It just I don't sounds, get it. It sounds like a lot of you trying to take care of other people and them not – like you being concerned with their emotions and their experience of the world and them not being concerned with your experiences yeah. of things and your emotions. I, I don't get it because my mom really taught me to not be greedy. And that's a lot of Filipinos. You know what I mean? Filipinos are poor people. Mm. So it's it's kind of like the Latinos. It's very fiesta. It's very... Communal. Yeah. We work hard. We play hard. We deserve it. And and, and that's how it is. Like, it, you know, we, we want a lot of family. We want a lot of friends. And we want to have a good time. And that's how it is with the Filipinos. And, and, and that's what I loved about my my other half. That, that half, my right. Filipino half, was so much fun. Like, all my good memories are, are, are my Filipino side, not my white side. You know what I mean? Um, I don't even know my white side. You know what I mean? If you ever watch my stand-up, you'll go, well, why did Joe always say he's Asian? And why does Joe always talk about his mom? Because my dad left when I was fucking nine. Right. And he took his side of the family away from me. I don't even know my grandmother. I don't know my grandfather. All you know is they like movies just like you, right? Exactly. I think I talked about that <laughs> yes. on the last show. You know, when I saw my grandfather eating a hot dog, and yeah. I was like, holy shit, that's why I like hot dogs. Like, It was weird, but it, you know what I mean? I, maybe that's not the connection, but... <laughs> You know what I mean? But that's yeah. how I felt because I mm-hmm. never knew my grandfather. You know right. what I mean? And he was digging in popcorn. I'm like, I love popcorn. And he looked at me and he goes, I love popcorn. <laughs> and, 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 I, and when I see that shit, I was like, well, I don't want these kids to feel that way. I'm in a position where I can afford to do shit like that for them. And, and this is why I work hard. And that's why I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to follow, back to what we were talking about, I don't want to follow my mom and my sister's footsteps. Right. They're, they're continuing this legend and I don't want to fucking do it. You know what I mean? And and I'm trying. I'm tr- like extending. Like my my cousin Mona is broke. You know what I mean? The kids sleep on mattresses on the floor. It's like you know when I come when I come to town, I'm hooking you guys up. You know what I mean? And they know it. And I I don't give a shit. Use me. 
That's that's what I work for. I'm your uncle. Fucking use me. I don't care. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I didn't have that. And my sister doesn't see it. She's she's well off. You know what I mean? Right. Does I, she I, think I, that they're taking advantage of you? Yeah, but who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? I even said that to her. I said that to her face. She goes, well, you know, I just don't like how she comes across. She always makes you feel like blah, blah, blah. I go, I'm like, ween, I'm rich. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not to be, you know, I'm not right. trying to be snobby. No. But... What what is more disgusting? A rich uncle that doesn't want to give shit to to the to the ones that you know that are, that are not well off. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to do that. Like, have you not been to their house? You know what I mean? I'm, I help them all the time, and that's what you're supposed to do. That's why we work. Mm. And my sister doesn't get it. I don't get it. And, it, and it frustrates me. It hurts me that she does that. You know what I mean? Like she can't see why that trip to Hawaii. Is such a big deal for those kids because they're never going to go on that trip. Yeah. Ever. How many times has she been to Hawaii? Six, seven times? You know? that The kid's been there five, six times? Like, of course. Like, of course I'm going to extend my hand out to these, these kids that never even, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I don't understand where it comes from with my sister. And it, it sucks because my sister's such a loving and giving person. When she's with Mona, they're... Like, they're all over each other, hugging, mm-hmm. blah, 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 kissing. It's the minute she leaves the house, it's all this negativity shit that comes out of my sister. You know, and I don't understand this where it comes from. This is your sister's cousin? No, it's our cousin. It's, it's right, my, your it's, sister and it's, your cousin? It's my, mom, it's my aunt's daughter. Okay. The, the, the aunt that named me Joe Coy. Okay. Yeah, it, it's, it's her daughter. And that's who I'm closest to. You know, I'm close to my sister. I'm close to everybody. But for some reason, they all have these little inside feuds. Uh, and I just don't understand where my sister's coming from. You know what I mean? Like, why did you have to go to Atlanta or New York, wherever it was, for Thanksgiving? Well, like, you have a family here. Why do you always leave every fucking holiday? And, it, and I know why. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to build that bond that's at home. You don't want to. But why? Why I, doesn't she? I mean, I'm has gonna, she I'm been hurt say, in some way? I think I, it's real deep. And I'm like, I even told her, I go, Ween, you need counseling. You need it. You, you, you need... My sister has lupus, too. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and I think that's also something that's fucking with her. You know what I mean? I think that, you know, that, that, that little... Her dealing with that, that particular disease is, is, is messing up her... Her social life. I, how do I mm-hmm. say? What do, you know what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Like she's she's not her. Right. She's not who she wants she, to is be. Is it the medication she's on, or just? Yeah, she's oh, on, oh she, right. I get it. Like yeah. it's like her sense of self is taken. Exactly. A hit. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It, it's it's depressing. It it it, it just it hurts my feelings because I don't. And that's another thing that I was talking about with my cousin today. You know, I'm talking about the dependency with the the drugs, right. and then I was also talking about my sister following. Uh, my mom's footsteps. And then, of course, Mona's mom is not a fucking angel. The one that named me Joe Coy, mm-hmm. she's not an angel either. And I said that to Mona, too, right to her face. I go, she was a fucking asshole. <laughs> she was the meanest one out of the sisters. Really? Out of the four sisters, she was the the worst. You know what I mean? I mean, she's a great old lady now, but mm-hmm. no one knows how she was when she was 30. You know what I mean? And, and single and with three girls. Like, she was she was fucking mean. And, and, and I told Mona, I go, you could have went down that route. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could have took your hand to these little boys the way your mom t- took her hand to you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But you didn't. Because it's a choice. Right. And you know what I mean? That's what I was trying to get. Now we're bringing the, the story full circle. circle. And this is a, a phone conversation that happened today or, or yesterday. I forget when it happened. It was today or yesterday. But uh, but I remember saying, I go, it's, it's literally a choice. You know what I mean? It, it, it's... 
I don't get it when people blame it on where they got it from. I, I think it's a choice. Like my sister, you know, like when everyone leaves, if everyone dies, you know what I mean? Which is, I think, the, the goal to this game that my mom and sister are playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who can live the longest right. and be able to go, I won! <laughs> They're all dead, and I, I didn't talk to them for 10 years. Yeah. I fucking won. Whatever game that is that they're playing, uh, it's their choice. You know what I mean? What, what is she going to say? Who is she going to tell where right. she got that behavior from? Where? What, what's going to happen when Xander finally starts to become a man and has his own thoughts and goes, why didn't grandma come around and like really talk to her like a man? Not like a little boy that, mm-hmm. that where you can lie and say, well, grandma's just away right now. Right. And he'll Eventually, believe it. Yeah. When he gets to be 22 and go, where the fuck is my grandma? And why yeah. don't I see grandma? You know what I mean? And then he's going to write his own story. You know, I say that all the time. I go, kids write their own stories. They, you, can, you can hide shit and you can do whatever it is. You know what I mean? Where you can you're, try you're, to spin you it. You can yeah. spin it. You can lie. You can do whatever. But... Kids remember the visual and they remember the conversations and they put their own stories together when they get old enough to put the puzzle together. And then they go, oh, okay, mom. Well, you weren't so much of a fucking angel. I remember that one time when I had baseball practice and grandma came and he didn't even say hi to her. Or, you know what I mean? Oh, totally. They'll, they'll remember. So my whole life is just being like, what the fuck was my childhood? It's yeah. so different than what you guys told me it was. Yeah. These pieces don't add up. Mm-hmm. So the that's th- how I am with mine. Like I, you know, I, my mom and dad, you know, I never understood where the divorce came from and why it came from. But I put the puzzle together. I told yeah. you that last on our last. I, I put it together, and I go, yeah, I would have probably done the same thing, Dad. You know what I mean? I still hate you, <laughs> but I get it. You know what I mean? So here's what I'm trying to figure out while listening to your story. Uh, and by the way, Dad, because he listens. Oh, he does. Uh, yeah, Hi, Joe Coy's Dad. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, for anyone who's gotten this far and wants to go back, the last time Joe was on is episode 225. Nice. Okay, Thank you. But yeah, I love my dad to death. He's, he's anyone who's gotten man. this far, are you suggesting they've dropped off? No, no. I'm <laughs> saying like he keeps bringing up stuff from the old episode that even I've forgotten about. So it's like somebody right. might want to just drop it, go back and listen to the gotcha. backstory, and then come back to this. Yes. Thank don't you. don't drop this and then not come back. There's more good stuff to come. <laughs> is this depressing? Exactly. Is this not at all. No, 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 Joe. So Joe, many, it's not. especially okay. after. Especially with the holidays and everything, so many people deal with this stuff. This yeah. is good for people to hear other people yeah. dealing with it. I, I, you know, I struggle with that perfect relationship uh, with either family or a girlfriend. Yes. And, and I think the word perfect is the worst word in the world because it doesn't exist. You know what I mean? You know, I think we strive to, strive to be perfect, but mm-hmm. I just don't think it exists. And, it doesn't exist. And I don't think anyone should ever use that word. And, and, and I misuse it a lot. And, you know, that's why I am. That's probably why I have a divorce. You know what I mean? That's probably why I can't hold a girlfriend, which I, I have one now. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it, you know, because I'm not perfect. And I got to realize that she's not perfect. And I got to understand that. You know, and yeah, and that a certain amount of working on things and a certain amount of conflict is just part of the course. So I want to talk about that, but I just to go back to what you're talking about before. The thing that I'm sitting here thinking is, part of me is like, ugh, this whole not talking to each other thing is because if I were because I have been you in in the family, it sounds like we probably have similar roles, and that shit just eats you alive. It eats your like, soul. I'm feeling stressed at, not in a bad, but I mean, I can feel the stress just hearing you talk about it because it's like, I mean, I just remember a Thanksgiving, a huge Thanksgiving and I could not, this is some years ago, I could not relax because the whole time my, I'm just pinging around the table going like, 
like worried, like I'm afraid that person's going to say something and that's going to affect this person. And then this person said this and I know that that hurt them or maybe it didn't even hurt them, but it hurt me that because it could have hurt them. Yep. And just like trying to fucking micromanage every little bit of it <laughs> yeah. because I'm somehow aware, like I know everything that hurts everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of every person's triggers and other people aren't being careful of these things and just like, oh, it's so exhausting and it makes it so that you can't relax at all and you can't have a good time because yeah. you're trying you're so worried about everyone else a part of me goes fuck it can't everyone just get over their shit and talk to each other then the other but then there's this other part of me that's like but at a certain point there are certain people who are so toxic that someone has to make the decision i can't have you in my life anymore exactly and you have to pull and then they pull away so i don't know what the right answer is because that person might actually be pulling away from the family and then you and I are like, just get over it and talk to them, you know? Yeah. I'm not saying that's happening in your family, but I do think... It is. So they're... Okay. Because some of the people who aren't talking to other people, it might they might have these reasons that to them are legitimate. Yes. I don't know. But how legitimate is it? Right. Well, that's the question. You know I don't mean? know. Uh, like, how legitimate is it? Like, is it really worth just not talking for the rest of you. I don't, I don't I mean, understand mean, it depends that. what the, it depends what their particular gripes are. You know, it sound it, it could be a bunch of bullshit or it, see, I don't want to say in your family cause I don't, I don't know the situation, but there could be a situation where someone's just like, every time I talk to this person, I walk away hurt. So yeah. I'm going to take, I'm going to create some space. Yeah. But then it gets super fucking complicated when there's kids involved. Yep. You know, that's, that's what and, pisses me off the most. And I always say that. I always go, God, you guys are being so selfish right now because these kids need to grow up together. And they're all the same age, Allison. It's a bummer that they can't. What a wonderful fucking time to grow up together. You know what I mean? You have have aunts and uncles that are, you know, like, that are well off. Right. And and should be able to spoil these kids and and let them have a good life. Let them have, you know, uh, the life that my sister and I didn't have. Like, my sister and I, we were broke as shit. Like, you know what I mean? My dad wasn't paying child support, and whatever he was paying wasn't enough for, you know, for what, you know, we needed. You know what I mean? We didn't have Christmases, nice Christmases. You know what I mean? And I don't want them to feel that. And I'm in a position where I can can afford to do that, and I'm going to do it. And I don't understand why my sister doesn't do it. And one thing that pissed me off, and I'm glad I'm talking to you on the radio, uh, on on this pod, (laughs) on the pod right now, is... um, I'm just going to say something because, you know, it really bothered me. And and this happened uh, two years ago, two Christmases ago. And um, once again, you know, Xander's not going over to Mona's house. Okay, Mona's house, no bed springs, just mattresses on the floor. You know what I mean? Just, you know, hand-me-downs to hand-me-downs. You know what I mean? The, the youngest one's wearing, you know... A kid's, uh, a men's medium, you know what I mean? Because, you know, it's a six-year difference between him and his brother. That, if you can picture that in your head, you know what I mean? It's it's very, you know what I mean? But they're happy. They're very happy. They're a fucking happy family, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, And let's just say not that much underneath the Christmas tree, you know what I mean? The the most part is going to be coming from Uncle Joe, okay? And um, so my sister comes over, you know what I mean? She she come she came over to the house you know whatever she, it's it's not really there it's because I had to beg her to be there mm-hmm. you know what I mean so she's there she's kind of mm, uh, uh, yeah like okay uh-huh, okay let's go Xander mm-hmm. you know what I mean so we leave anyways I go to Xander's house and you know I'm not what whatever they do for Xander God bless him you know what I mean he deserves it and and they're in a position to give him whatever he wants fine 
But Mark and her were, oh, God, I hope Mark doesn't hate me for this. They start wrapping up. I go, oh, shit, I'm really spilling the beans right now. But they start wrapping up all these gifts, and, and rightfully so, you know, from Santa. You know, Xander's asleep. And, I mean, it looked like Toys R Us <laughs> wrapped up in fucking gift wrapping paper. Like, this tree wasn't even big enough. It mm-hmm. extended out into the living room <laughs> to the point where they should. Like they, the tree threw up presents. Yes, and, and and to the point where they couldn't even wrap it anymore because they had no uh, mm-hmm. wrapping paper. They just stuck bows on bats and <laughs> and fucking ribbons on bikes. You know what I mean? Right. Like it was that that much. And and I was just like, I was like in my head, I'm like, when you were at Mona's house, you know what I mean? And you know there's a little boy there that's the same age as Xander, yeah. and that's his cousin. You couldn't grab one of these fucking gifts. Like you're the one with the beef with Mona, but what 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 did the kids fucking do? Right to where Auntie Roro couldn't get them anything. You know what I mean? Mm. And I just remember sitting there, and I was like, you know, I was I was happy, you know what I mean, because it's cute. Like he's gonna have a great Christmas, and you right. know, and they're great parents. I'm not disrespecting them at all. You know what I mean? No, you're just aware of the but it's of just the other, like the other kids. Yeah, and I'm just like, you, you couldn't. You know what I mean? Like just grab them. Grab the fucking bike, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. He won't notice it gone. Yeah. Does she think of herself as someone who has surplus? Who's, does she think of herself as well off? No. Because, yeah. Frugal, a lot of, frugal right. as, as can be. Right. And God bless her. Right? My sister is, you know, it's really cute, actually, seeing my sister snip co- coupons. And I'm like, you know Mark's rich, right? Like, <laughs> you're not saving him shit. You know what I mean? And uh, and then, you know, and, and, and by the way. Mark has, you know, he's he's just the husband, you know what I mean, and he's, you know what I mean, he's he's he married into this, yeah, and he's it's it's he's kind of like, he, yeah, exactly, he married into it. It's just like Fred, my my mom's husband. It's like, you know, when I pull Fred to the side, or if I pull Mark to the side, he's like, you know, I I've talked, I've talked, I you know, I can only do so much, right? So you know, in no way is this direct. Control your them. women. It's <laughs> kidding. Yeah, and it's just, oh man, it's just so frustrating. And it's just, I don't like seeing it. And I, and I don't like fighting with my sister. And I, you know what I mean? I, I, this Thanksgiving, I, I texted her again, like, you know, where are you? I'm in Vegas. You know what I mean? Like, when I come to Vegas, it's spontaneous because mm. I don't like to travel. And my sister said that to me. She goes, well, you can get on a plane. I'm like, Wait, I'm in the airport every week. Do you think on my right. day off, I want to be on a plane just to say hi to you? Like, you know what I mean? You don't work. Just come say hi to me. Stay she won't. No. You know what I mean? And I just don't get it. So I said, I said I was in Vegas, and she was like, okay, have fun. Like, that's her response. Ew. Okay, have fun. Like, Hurt. Wow, okay. And I was like, all right. And so my response was like, I will have fun. Love you. You know what I mean? I, I just don't get it. it mm. It's just, it's, I feel like we're in junior high school. Yeah. And I'm dealing with, you know, that. And it's so hard to, like, pick through it and get back to, like, what the real issue is. Yeah. But it's always... Two people or more. It's always people who are hurt. Something yeah. hurt someone. The thing, growing up, what I never understood was this notion of loyalty, which was what was people tried to instill that in me of like, we're not talking to them now. And I'd be like, but they're our family. And it's yeah. like, no, but we need, you know, we need your loyalty because yeah. they did this to this person. So we're not talking to them now. So you, but why, you know, and I'd be like, well, why can't I talk to them? And I'd be like, well, you can't talk to them because we need your loyalty. And that always, I never, yeah, I what remember, are we, a gang? I used to say, right, it's like very West Side Story. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the phrase I used to use in therapy was, it broke my brain. Like yeah. I could not, I literally couldn't 
Yeah. It didn't stand up to logic. I couldn't understand. I don't understand. I'm being loyal to you because you're my family. Yeah. But that's requiring me to not talk to someone else who is also my family. Like if it was going to be family versus non-family, that at least would sort of – I could understand the yeah, rules of that. But you. family versus family, family didn't make any – it was so confusing mm-hmm. to me and yet I was too little. Who was it? Can I ask? I'd rather, not, I'd rather yeah. not say just because I, I already feel like I'm – in the same way that you're worried about things that you said, I already feel like I'm saying things that I could get oh, they'll, they'll people say would react yeah. to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd rather not say. But um, yeah, I was too little to sort of go against it because mm-hmm. it's just – you know what? But see, even today, this does, this isn't going on anymore. But even today, I don't know that I could stand up to it. Yeah. It's just I'm afraid of inciting the wrath against me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. If it's I voice, so fucked up. Yeah. yeah. It's so dumb, right? Yeah. And, and, and I, what, it's so funny that you said that because uh, it's like family versus family. And then it, to, to take it to another level, it's sister versus sister. Right. And you guys are the mothers, you know what I mean? Like, we're supposed to be looking up to you two sisters, you know what I mean? And, you know what I mean? Like, and, and just because you're not talking to this aunt, I can't talk to my cousin? Right. Like, what? Like, but I love my cousin. Like, what the fuck? Why am I not going to It's so dumb. And I mean, I think in the, in the, what I was talking about. Allison, I, I hate to interrupt. There was one time where my sister and my mom stopped talking and literally my mom threatened me. If you talk to her, just, then don't talk to me. Like, it was mm. that bad. So what'd you do? I talked to my sister. I'm like, oh, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what do you mean I'm not going to hang out with my sister? It's my but sister, why? See, mom. See, that's the thing I don't get is why, and I, I actually think I know the answer, but it's like, why would you want to do that to you? Yeah. You know, why, you're, you're, you're limiting the world of your kids. Yeah. Which is what you're saying. But I think it's that this notion of loyalty is like, I have been so hurt. I need my family to, I need people to stand up for me. Yeah. And I feel like what happened was not right and was wrong. And so therefore I need people to take my side. And I do understand that. It's just, it gets so fucking complicated when it's family members. (laughs) But I guarantee you, if you were to talk to all the players in this scenario in your family, they, you know, ultimately it's like, they hurt, they did something that hurt me so bad that maybe I don't know, or yeah. maybe it's just a, a disrespect thing, like an old school mafia disrespect. That's, that's that. By the way, I'm done with the Which whole one? respect, the yeah. whole respect thing. Yeah. I'm done with it. I had a shitty grandfather, not not my dad's side, uh, my mom's side. I didn't even go to his funeral. That's how much I, I did not like this guy. And right. they used to say to me, he's old, you know, respect him because he's your elder. And I'm like, no, this guy's a fucking dick. Yeah. He's a dick to me and he's a dick to my sister. And I'm not going to pay him any respect. He's just a, you're still a man. What kind of dick was he? Just an asshole. He didn't acknowledge us. You know what I mean? Like, I remember knocking on the door and he'd open it and then close it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, wow. And then he pretend like, oh, I didn't see you out there. Like he he was doing that dumb right. old shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just like, man, fuck you, dude. You know what I mean? Like you're you're an asshole. Yeah. Like, and I don't like you as Maybe a this person. Is your mom's dad? Yeah, it was her whatever. It was stepdad or whatever. Okay. And it just he was a dick. You know what yeah. I mean? And and my mom like, she didn't understand why I didn't want to go to the funeral. I'm like, well, mom, he's a dick. He didn't he didn't like me. Mm-hmm. 
I'm supposed to pay respect. Why do I have to pay respect to someone that didn't even like me? He probably wouldn't even notice if you don't go. Exactly. <laughs> In fact, the casket was closed. He opened it a little and closed it right back when he saw it was me. <laughs> Perfect. So how is your relationship relationship going. I remember in Las Vegas when you did the live show, we, we began to talk about it a little bit, and then we were talking about relationships and things like that, and, and I was like, I've got to have you back on the show to talk about all this. I can't yes. remember what we were talking about specifically at that point, but... Yeah, it's it's good, you know? It's just a lot of work, you know what I mean? And and I think I'm at that... that uh, not even age, I think I'm just at that point in my life where I'm just like, yo, like... I want something. <laughs> if you, know you ever I mean? propose, you should use that as your line. Yo, I want something. Yo, I want something. Yeah, I think I, I don't know what it is. I, it, I, like I said, there's nothing perfect. And, and I think everyone always goes, I want the perfect. It's not, it doesn't exist. And, in anything, there's not a perfect car, there's not a perfect girl, there's not a perfect man, there's not a per- there's nothing in this world is perfect. Everything is imperfect. Right. And, and it's up to you to try and make it perfect, as close as you can. And it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of mental work. It's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot of sacrifice. It's what I find the what I find that being in a relationship, a good relationship, is being willing to constantly talk about everything yeah. and be open and. I mean, and I don't know that this is how it works for my husband. I mean, I don't know how it works for other people, but it's like we're both very pretty. We're keenly attuned to each other. So if something's bothering me, he knows. And if something's bothering him, I know. Yeah. So and it could be something as stupid as like it just seemed like you were upset with me over this whatever. But I know you're not, but it still affected me. Yeah. Like that's me saying that or something, you know, it just seemed like you seemed, you seemed, when we had this conversation, you seemed annoyed and I know you're not, but for some reason it bothered me, which is like this, the, the kind of stupid thought that in the past I wouldn't have wanted to share because yeah. it's like, it's, I don't, I don't want to be high maintenance. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that. For us though, it's so much easier if I just say it yeah. and then he's like, oh, I get it. This, da, 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 blah, blah, blah. And then it's done. Yeah. So it's just constantly talking. Yes. Communication. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. But I could see that being super exhausting for someone else. Yeah. I don't know. How does it work for you guys? <sighs> Working on it. It's, it's, it's draining, but I, I know I want it. Mm-hmm. Well, so what are the, if you don't mind saying you don't have to, if you don't want my yeah. question though is what, what are the issues that you find coming up? Uh, nothing. Just dealing with paths gotcha. and that's stupid. You know what I mean? And, and, and I think, you know, like I said, no one's perfect. And, and sometimes, uh, what's a perfect way of saying it? I used to always say this about people. The ones that talk the most shit about somebody are usually the ones with the most shit. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And they like to divert that attention. Right. You know what I mean? God, that guy's a sinner. That, you know what I mean? Oh, by the way, I'm going to church on Sunday. It's like they're diverting it. Mm. Like, I don't do that because I go to church on Sunday. Right. They're protesting you know what I mean? too much. Yeah. And they, and they do that a lot. And, and I found myself doing that. Like calling you out on some shit, but oh. not really identifying that I had like some getting, shit. Like getting the focus, yeah. putting, getting the person on their heels yeah. so they won't see what you're doing. Yeah. And, uh, and that's not cool. No. You know did I mean? she call you on it or did you realize you were doing it? Yeah. We, we both called it out. You know what I mean? And whatever. It's just, it's, it's work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that's, if you, if you want it, then you got to work at it. And you know what I mean? I, I'm at that point in my life where I, I want it. <laughs> when mm-hmm. I said that at the beginning, I, I really want something now. I don't want... 
that empty feeling, you know what I mean? Especially being on the road a lot. It's it's right. not fun going from hotel to hotel and recognizing each airport every weekend <laughs> and going, oh, they have a Cinnabon here. Yeah. That's depressing. You know I what I mean? do a 2% of the traveling you do, and I find it depressing at times. It is depressing. It's it's really depressing. And, and then I, I buy all the other stuff to make it... Uh, not depressing, and it's still depressing. What is all the other stuff? Like, I'll fly first class. I don't mm-hmm. care. If first class, any any city, I'm flying first class. Even if I'm flying from south, if I'm flying southwest from Burbank to, to San Francisco, I'm buying the business seat. Yeah. I'm not waiting in line. I'm buying the headline pass. I'm doing whatever it takes to make my travel experience somewhat I easy. actually had, at a certain point, I was like, I can't believe Adam complains about his always flying when he's in first class. Yeah. How? Because that would just be so delightful. Yeah. And then I flew first class, which I really haven't done very much in my life. Yeah. And at the very beginning, it was super exciting. But then I was like, oh, but you're still on an airplane. You're still on an airplane. <laughs> I do get how this it's still loses depressing. its luster super fast. Yeah. And then, yeah, you go through uh, TSA a little bit faster, but you're still going through TSA. Right. You know what I mean? And then what pisses me off is I'm still not TSA approved. You know what I mean? I, I applied for this thing like three years ago. What does I it fly, take? I fly first class yeah. every week, sometimes twice a week I'm flying. You know what I mean? I'm flying to two different cities in right. one week. But I'm literally on a plane every week first class. Like, what do you need? And I have frequent flyer miles on every single airline. What are they not seeing? I don't that, know. That, why am is I not? Is there something that's... Uh, questionable to them? I don't know. I'm like, I should be ahead of every line by now. Like, yeah. it makes no sense. Like, whatever. But I, I mean, I try everything to try and, and make it not depressing and, and it's still depressing. Like, so, I, I was in an airport the other day and it's one of my the least favorite ones. It's Chicago. O'Hare. I, I hate that airport. And um, and I just remember eating uh, at this fish place. It's a, it's a bar, like, you know, where they uh, serve mm-hmm. fish sticks. You know, not fish sticks, but fish and chips. Sure. And, uh, and I remember ordering the same damn meal that I did a year ago. Like, it's that bad. Like, it came that fast <laughs> to where I'm sitting at this, like, it's not a bar, but you know what I'm saying. And I'm eating this fish and chip meal at the airport at Chicago O'Hare at the same place you know what I mean? Waiting for my connection. And I'm just like, this is fucking depressing. <laughs> that it, that the year had come and gone so fast? That fast and that I'm at the it's same spot. The it's almost thing, like, right? it's almost like I'm at home and I just was like, hey, let's go to that fishing and chips place. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm in right. Chicago. How you know many I mean? days of the year are you on the road? Every week. Every, every yeah, week? Every week. There's, there's only like two or three that I take off. December, I stay home, but I'm still working. But I take all my local gigs at home. But this this December I did go to I'm going to San Antonio and Sacramento, which I didn't want to do, but you know Do the shows start to all blend together? Yeah. You know, and that's why I, I you know, if you come to my shows, you'll see me work out a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? you'll never see me do my routine twice. If you come twice in one week, you'll be like, Oh shit, that was different from that show. It's cause I I have to because the first like year I was doing that. I was doing a set. And then I, I, I found myself hating what I was saying on stage and I hating myself to where I was, I was just like an autopilot where my mouth was moving and my eyes are focused. And I, I was even doing hand gestures <laughs> the same way in right. each routine. And then I was like, I can't do this because I'm not having fun. It's not yeah. a challenge. So now I literally go up. I make sure when I, I land, I scout and, and see things that I can talk about. 
on stage about the town or, you know what I mean? And Joe's Instagram is really, it's really interesting because he does show a lot of the cities he's in. I need to follow. I can't believe I'm not following you. Or maybe I am, actually. I thought I was. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks for the follow I love you. Of course. I'm kidding. Well, I am following you. (laughs) I'm I'm not? I'm kidding. Maybe I am following you. Let's find out. Joe Coy. J-O-K-O-I. Oh, I am following you. Thank you. Okay. I just maybe don't pay enough attention to Instagram. Um, So you said... I'm going to ask you about something that I hardly ever ask people about. Yes. Finances. Seven inch. Oh. <laughs> My bad. Sorry. My bad. You said before you're rich. Yes. And it sounds like you're totally doing well. Uh-huh. How long has that been going on? And for you, was there a turning point where all of a sudden you're yeah. like, it's when, what was that? It was Tampa Bay Improv when I realized that uh, handing out a two for one coupon was stupid. <laughs> it was really stupid. And I told the manager to stop. I go, they're coming. Why are you handing out these two-for-ones? Like, they're, they're going to pay full ticket. Mm-hmm. And he goes, are you sure? I'm like, please stop. Like, just stop doing it. And, and he stopped. He stopped on the Saturday show, and we sold out both shows on Saturday, which made my, you know, my right. pay go up. You know right. what I mean? And then, and then that's when I called my agent, and I go, we need to go on a percentage deal. Uh, yeah, before, how was it working? Like, before you they the were, door? Before, no, no, no. I, I do all door now. Oh, okay. I get a huge percentage, you know, like, I... I Big percentage. Right. And I'm basically, I get the the room is what I'm getting mm-hmm. now. And they get the bar. And basically, it's close to that. Yeah. And, um, but it took me years to get there. You know what I mean? And, and but I saw it. I saw it coming. And, and I noticed like they were asking for comps. And I'm like, well, you don't need to comp. So I was questioning the comp situation with my agent. And I'm like, we need to stop the comps. How many comps are they doing before? They were doing like like 30 a night, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes 50. And I'm like, we, we don't need to do it. Right. We're going to sell it. But they just wanted asses in the seats. You know what I mean? The asses in the seats. Right. You get drinks. We don't want to miss out on the asses in the seats. And I'm like, they're going to come. They're going to come. And I remember it was Tampa Bay. And that was about, I'd say four years ago, and four and a half years ago. That's when I saw it coming. And then every year it just got progressively like bigger and bigger. And Do you have any cities where you don't do well? Yeah. Des Moines, Iowa, but I mean, it was the first time I got I went there, mm-hmm. but I was still able to sell two and a half shows, you know what I mean? Like, it was packed. So what? Yeah, no comps, by the way, and you know what I mean? And I stay, because st- st- that's your business, you know what I mean? Once you right. sell yourself as a comp, then you'll always be a comp, you know what I mean? And and I, I didn't want to be that. That's why I took mm-hmm. myself out of certain shows when I started stand-up, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't, like, I knew I was, I knew I was going to be typed as the Asian guy, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I, if you look at my stand-up and watch it, you'll go, you'll notice that I have a lot of white fans in other ethnicities that follow, follow my career be, because of me talking about my mom. Mm-hmm. Not because she's Asian, because they go, my mom does the same shit. Right. So that was always my goal. Like, I didn't want people to come to my show and go, oh, fuck, well, I don't get it because I'm not Filipino. <laughs> I didn't want that. So I always went outside. Like, I, instead of doing the Asian shows in, in town, I always went and did, like, the black comedy clubs. Mm-hmm. And I did the Latino shows. And those were my main focus, the white rooms. And tried to talk about my mom. And, 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 and I kept writing it in the way where they would get it and find stories where they can identify and relate. And then it, and then it stuck. You know what I mean? Now, now I, you know, I go to... I go to Nashville, not one Asian is in the show. It's like, you know, white boy, white people, black people going, Joseph, go, doing my mom's <laughs> catch line. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like saying it, yelling it out, buying a Joseph t-shirt. <laughs> and and that, that makes me happy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm glad I went that route. And, 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 uh, and I'm glad I didn't 
comp myself out because right. I knew if I if I did that, they it would I would always be that comp comic. You know what I mean? Do you? When you look back and you think what got you to this point, was it like what do you think it was? Was it hard ass work? Well, that's my question. That... I, I, let me tell you what I did. I was okay. broke as shit. I had my son was one. Okay, I went and bought DVD burners at Fry's. Okay, I bought I bought. Well, I could only afford one at the time. It was a three DVD burner. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have a DVD at the time. <laughs> so uh, I took all these clips that I had on TV and some stuff that I shot on stage. And I burnt them. And you could buy a hundred stack of blank DVDs for a hundred bucks. They're mm-hmm. ninety nine bucks at the time. Okay, and uh, I would burn them, and I was selling them for five bucks a pop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that was five hundred bucks for me. Right. I was I was living large. You know what I mean? And and then it got to the point where I was just handing them out for free. I was like, I don't even want money. Like mm-hmm. these people are coming up to me, taking pictures. Like, oh my, that was a great show. I was like, here, boom, take this home. And I was just handing them out. And then I made uh, these flyers that fit inside the jewel case. Oh, my God. This is so crazy. The, I, I would get these jewel cases and uh, cases from Blockbuster Video. My friend worked at Blockbuster mm-hmm. at the time. And they, when they get new DVDs, they throw the old ones away, the plastic covers. I would take those. Uh-huh. And then I would print copies for a DVD insert. And I would, I would burn the DVD and stick it in the Blockbuster DVD box, <laughs> and it would be my DVD cover inside it. Right. It looked legit, but it was so bootleg. Like, if you, <laughs> if you open it up, it said Blockbuster on the inside. Right. And, and that's how I was making my money, and, and that's how I was promoting myself. The flyers, every show, I was handing them out. If you didn't buy a DVD or take a DVD, I would give you a flyer. And to the point where I would hand so many out that while, as I'm walking to the car, I would see like 30 or 40 on the ground. I'd pick them back up. You know what I mean? <laughs> And uh, and I knew that was going to pay dividends when I when when I was on the road. I always made sure I had at least like five six hundred flyers in each city, and I and I never went home with them. I made. Do sure you they think were... that flyers make a difference? Well, I, it doesn't make a difference, but getting. I was opening for Russell Peters in New York. Okay, and we're 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 in Times Square. Russell, uh, you know, he sells five thousand seats. Whatever, you know what I mean. I'm right. opening for him. He, he's huge. Six thousand, ten thousand. He's huge. And he's taking pictures in Times Square, and I'm standing off to the side, and I'm just, you know, I'm in awe. Like, I love it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so happy for him, and I'm watching. And I remember saying to myself, I go, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. And I literally, Allison, when I said that, the guy yells out, and he goes, Joe Coy. And I'm like, what's up? And I remember saying to Ad, I remember saying to Russell, I go, I got fans, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> I told you I got fans, too. And the guy walked up, and he goes, dude, I love your shit, man. He goes, look, I saved your car. He had my flyer oh, in his wallet. Oh, that's so cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. It, it, well, and not a, here's another thing. I don't make just shitty flyers. I always told myself, you got to make something tangible or at least something cool to hang up in their cubicle. Mm-hmm. That, that was always my, my theory. You know what I mean? It was my marketing strategy. Right. Like, you know, I, mean, I always hated getting a card from a comedian or, or an actress that just had SAG after, a, you know yeah. what I mean, uh, bookings, blah, blah, blah. Like, who gives a fuck? Well, I think you know I, mean? I remember you or... Mine was a picture of my son crying. Oh, that's And cool. it just said JoeCoy.com coming out that's of his mouth. That's great for people who hate kids. Uh, yeah, but it's funny because that's all I talked about on stage. Oh. So when, when I handed it, they go, oh my God, is this him? And it was a really funny, it's a cute picture. Like, it's it's hanging up in my house. It's on my DVD. It's, it's I love this picture. And, uh... And, and it's something that you would hang up. Mm-hmm. It's one of those pictures. like boom, Your you business put, card. I don't know if you still have the same business card. Yeah. But the one I have of yours is really cool looking. Oh, the, like thick black. Yeah. And my son's on that one too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it, man. That, that's all, And I hand those out. I still do that to this day. I, I hand those cards out. Every show I hand at least three or four hundred of those out. Right. Yeah. So, I, And that's another part of my, you know, where how I got here. Whereas my mom thinks I just... 
walk up on stage and tell jokes. She doesn't know this hustle that right, happened. Right. You know? Do you have to hustle less now? Yeah. But I that still must do be it. Nice. I still do it. I, I work really like I prime example. I'll, I'll, I can go to San Francisco and I'll, I'll sell out, you know, 12 shows or 14 shows. I, I have wow. to stay there for, for two weeks. Sacramento, anything in, in North, in California, it, mm-hmm. it's all mine. Like I, eh, San Jose, same thing. You know what I mean? Uh, two weeks, but I'll still go and do morning radio, even though it's, it's out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because that's what you do. You know what I mean? Like, Right. Well, that's like, I, you know, you I've talked to Adam just... about that. Like, what moves the needle? And he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't know, but I can tell you that if you don't do all of it, it doesn't work. Like, no. it's like no one particular anything does anything, no. but somehow it's, it, you just do it all. Yeah. I always hear too from like a lot of club owners like, oh God, uh, there's this one comic that just can't stand doing radio. And I, you know, and then I ask, how's his numbers? It doesn't do too well. And I'm like, well, that's fucking why. Right. Like, like that's the job. Like, we get it. You're a talented comedian. You've been blessed by God with this beautiful talent to tell jokes in front of strangers that don't even know who you are. You know what I mean? But for some reason, the way we talk, they love to laugh at how we say it. You know what I mean? And that's a, that's a fucking great talent. But unfortunately, they're not going to come unless you do the business part. Who books the radio? Is that the club? The clubs do. Which, you know, I kind of I kind of get upset because they do this cookie cutter style yeah. where they buy bulk radio spots oh, that those don't, are bought spots they're bought radio about, spots think about that. but they buy but they're you know what i mean i don't want to shit on these clubs you know what i mean but i i can see it you know what i mean i go into these markets and i'm like why am i on this radio station yeah this isn't even my audience you know what i mean like this is this particular comics audience but what i'm seeing is it's a pattern right they buy a block amount of spots yeah, they don't and they're all guaranteed it. radio spots and they just dump every comic in there mm-hmm. and that's not you know you know what i mean like this is my audience. This is who I need to talk to. Okay. Chelsea Handler, this is my audience, and this is what they listen to. And right. Adam Carolla listens to this shit. So I need to go here. You know what I mean? So, it, you know, it's, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of that stress trying to, to, to get those tickets sold. Right. <laughs> Wait, when you're saying that so and so listens to this, so you need to go there. Meaning yeah. like your, do you mean okay, like tailoring it to is, your audience? What I'm saying is there's particular audiences that go to this particular comic. And they listen to this particular radio station. Oh. Why are you going to put him on this, this talk radio show? You know what I mean? Right. It's, like you're, or, like or are you gonna put people on, who are going to hear you on this show, those aren't your They're fans. not going to buy tickets. They're not going to buy They're right, not. Right. It, no matter how funny you are, they're still not because they haven't seen you and they don't know you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, you literally have to go to your audience. You know what I mean? Right. Like you know Chelsea's uh, fans are definitely either pop or, or or soccer mom stations. Like, mm-hmm. that's who listens to it. So that's where I need to be to sell these tickets. You know what I mean? Right. And, and Corolla, same thing. It's it's probably K-Rock. It, it's probably you know, classic rock. It, mm-hmm. it, it's that avenue. You know what I mean? And that's where we need to go. And I, it, that's that's another thing that, that stresses me out. And you, you, you know what I mean? And, and you got you to gotta find the business and you got to try and, 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 and sell the tickets yourself. Yeah. You got to take it over yourself. And, that's hard. I mean, I've... Not like I said, not, nothing like what you're talking about. But in the small amount of live shows I've done, where I'm responsible for selling the ticket—not responsible, but where it's like, as opposed to performing with Adam, where yeah. I'm doing, you know, my podcast live or something like that—that that feeling of finding out that not as many tickets have sold by a certain point as you wanted them to. Yeah. I go into 
it's actually why I haven't done the podcast live in a while because it became this thing where I was like, I would get so crazy desperate, like, oh my god, I have to somehow sell tickets. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. how to do this. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and I'm talking about and things the stress, where there was no that's the stress promotion. I deal with. Yeah. It, and it's, it's like stressful. it really. But then you hear people say that you hear performers be like, oh, well, the club did no promotion, so blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I would always feel like it's my personal job to yeah. do it. Yes. It, exactly. Like, I still buy ads. I still, like, you have to dip into your pocket. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're going to ask for a guarantee, show them why you're asking for that guarantee. You got to put in the work. You know what I mean? When I first started stand-up uh, in Vegas, uh, I noticed that uh, a lot of people were coming to see me open for for it's because I was popular in mm-hmm. Vegas. I had a lot of friends. Uh, you know, I worked at a lot of hotels, so I had a lot of friends, and uh, and I noticed a lot of comics. A lot of people were coming to see me instead of the headliner, and but I wasn't getting paid like the headliner. Right. So I went and rented a theater. Did I tell you this already? I think maybe you forewalled it. That's yeah, the term, right? Yeah, I, I literally bought the theater out. I made my tickets, and then I I would sell advertisement on the back of the tickets. I would so go door to door and sell tickets. Like I, I bought radio ads. I did all that. You know what I mean? So. When when people go, how did you get there, Joe? It's like, uh, you know, or no, when they go, they go, God, I just, why can't I be where you're at now, Joe? <laughs> and I'm like, well, do you know what the fuck I did? You know what yeah. I mean? So people never, it's funny how people never really see all that. Though. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. And it's depressing. It's Other so comedians depressing. do though, right? Oh yeah. There's a lot of them that are, you know, and, and, and now, especially with the uh, social media, you see them, they're hustling hard and it made the game even harder yeah you know and and it made it easier but it made it harder because now you got a lot of guys going so many right a lot of guys with a lot of hunger and and they're going for it and they're really talented so now you got to stay ahead of them (laughs) let's do just me or everyone sometimes i ponder on something i have thought or done is it just me or everyone. All right. Phil Scroggs says, just me or everyone, I have to turn the volume up and turn other sounds off when I watch Game of Thrones or I won't understand the dialogue. Yes. Well, I've said before that I don't watch that show anymore, but I totally relate to that. That's why I watch all TV with the captions on now, just because I have trouble understanding the dialogue and it makes me yeah. nuts trying to feel like I'm missing stuff. It's easier when you can just read it unless it's not synced properly. I've said this. I don't know if you've ever said this, but I can't hear you. And I've said this to people. They go, do, can you not hear me? I go, get, let me get my glasses. Like, you have to watch lips. Yeah. I, I cannot understand you if my glasses are off. I have That's to put weird. it on if for us to have a conversation. I, where's my glasses? I can't understand you yeah and people think i'm full of shit it's like oh you have to see my word uh, no i i it's weird i can't understand you so i guess right. i do kind of like associate the lips with, with yeah. the words it's weird the show that it does not work on is newsroom because goddamn aaron sorkin <laughs> do you watch newsroom at all <laughs> yeah. every character talks over the other character so if you try to read it you're like uh, uh, it's all coming uh, out of yeah. i just tweeted about this today yeah um but it won't be today when you listen to this. But anyway, one of the characters used the word ensorcelled. Uh-huh. And for some reason, it drives me nuts. <laughs> I don't know why. I should be like, oh, wonderful. Yeah. I have expanded my vocabulary. But I feel like that's just a real look at me, I know a word, you don't know kind yeah. of word. 
And then someone wrote that someone on West Wing used that too. Really? So it's a Sorkinism. I, you know, uh, when I first moved to Hollywood, and uh, I, I, one of my first auditions was for him. And oh, really? Well, it was with the casting director, director, and and they called me back for to read in front of Aaron, and the worst audition ever. No, do tell every bit of this, please, especially for Gary, who loves Aaron Sorkin. I had to read with him. Uh, what was this? The, what show the, was no, it? Uh, it was for uh, what was, was it? That? Studio Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip. Uh, yeah, and I had to read with him, mm-hmm. and the note said, "Do not go off script, word for word." Right. Like you have to read every single one of his words, and you're reading with Aaron, and I'm like, "What the fuck? I just moved to L.A. Like, are you sure this is supposed to happen right now?" And I, I, I fucked up. Did you, was, get, you got nervous? Did yeah, you not, did just, you not know what ensorcelled mean meant and you didn't read it? Yeah, <laughs> I just, it, it all fell apart. And, and I literally just looked and I go, I, I can't, I, I couldn't. I folded and, oh well. You know what I mean? Those, you mean in the middle of it, you just said, I can't do I it? Can't. I can't. I couldn't. I, I just, wow. I couldn't. I, I folded it. It's, it's, that is the most intimidating. Casting rooms are the most intimidating, but when you go into, for the producers, yeah. the producer read, oh, fuck it. It's, that's that's I I don't wish that on anybody. It is the I don't did care how prepared you are. I I did, but it didn't matter. Imagine reading for Aaron. Like, are you kidding me? It, uh, how much pressure that is, and well, with, the producers, are, with the producers, with the producers, hair. So that's one weird thing. <laughs> but just everything with all the notes and you know yeah. what I mean, and being new and oh right. god, and then, pressure. Who got yeah. the part that you were reading for? Do you know? I can't even remember. I remember just like not wanting to watch the show because right. I remember how horribly I did. Do you remember what the part was? Uh, it was a writer. It was a writer on the show. Like one of the writers. I forgot. I remember the scene too. I remember it was like, you know, we were in the writer's room or something like that. And I, I just, it was bad. It was so bad to where I, I was embarrassed and I was like, should I leave this town? <laughs> But yeah. obviously the casting lady, she saw something and she was like, oh, I want you to come back. I want you to come back and read with Aaron. I was like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, but, you know, but then there's those reads uh, where you read in front of them and, and you know, you nail it. And, and that always feels good. You know what I mean? So who was in that show? It was Matthew Perry, right? D.L. Hughley. D.L. Hughley. Was Amanda uh, Pete Bradley Whitford. Amanda Pete. Um that show was supposed to be the next big thing. Yeah. It was. I mean, it came out at the same time as 30 Rock, and there were two shows about the same thing. About the same thing. And 30 Rock was just so fucking funny. Yeah. Right. Tina Fey crushed that shit. Oh, yeah. She's just so talented. But not only that, the casting was unbelievable with uh, 30 Rock. I mean, yeah. you couldn't have... Tracy Morgan, Alec Baldwin. Well, I mean. Tracy was a surprise to me. Oh, me too. I didn't. Think, he was. I, thought, I didn't think he'd last. I, thought, I didn't either. I, I thought they'd do that for three episodes and then he'd move on. I just remember being really good friends with Judah and just like when he got the when he got the nod for that show, I was like, this show is going to be the shit because Judah is the yeah. man. And then next thing you know, Judah was amazing. Alec was amazing, and you know, uh, uh, Tracy stole it, and you know, it just everyone was so good. And was Studio Sixty a musical? No, no. It was, a, a it, was a, it was a drama about behind the scenes working at Saturday Night Live. But didn't they have a song about needing a cold open? Yes. But, yes, it wasn't a musical, but they... Broke into the song same, The same way that there are songs on Saturday Night Live. 
there were songs in Studio 60. Oh, in the show within the yeah, show. Yeah, it was okay. the song about needing a cold open was supposed to be on Studio 60, right. which was the name of the show, show that they worked on. Who was the well there was one character that was supposed to be modeled after Kristen Chenoweth. Uh yeah, that I can't was remember what the actress's name. No, Amanda Pete played the head of their network. Oh. Uh yeah, there was a chick that was I mean a younger Kristen Chenoweth. She was supposed to be like one of the lead two players on the cast of the sh- of the show CSC, within the show, right. and she was like a Christian evangelical, and they they played a lot around that. I can't yeah. remember her name. I can look it up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Mackenzie Conkey says different shaped noodles in macaroni and cheese taste better. For example, shells and cheese is better than regular. Yes. Yeah, I can go with that. Or um, I enjoy wheels. Yeah, I was just going to say the shells not so much, but the wheels and like the weird shapes. But we're, talking, we're talking about blue box mac and cheese, yeah. right? Like I don't – if I'm getting fancy mac and cheese, I don't need to get yeah. – Yeah. Well, I'm a spiral guy, so oh. spiral Spiral's or, uh, good. Spiral or penne. Like if you get the, the expensive stuff. Right. Like when you go to a, a restaurant, penne is my favorite sure. noodle. So hands the, down. With that. anything. Especially shrimp with vodka sauce. Oh, oh yum. So good. Get it with penne. I don't um, know what it is, but it makes the whole meal different. It's the right it's just so, certain shaped pasta are the best with certain yeah. flavors. It's a great place in Hollywood that does yep. a good penne vodka. Um the actress you're talking about is Sarah Paulson, and she played a character named Harriet Hayes. Yes. She's on American Horror Story, I think. She is. I've seen yeah. I, I Based on the ads I've seen. I don't watch that show. Okay. I don't either, but I just know it. Johnny, wait. What's the Hollywood restaurant for our local fans? El Farino. El Farino. El Farino. Good delivery. All right. Also known as the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> That's Johnny Primo says, I hear all compliments as sarcasm. Hashtag humble brag. I like that. Um, are you talking about sarcasm said to you? I mean, I mean, are you talking about compliments said to you or like tweeted or texted but anyway i know what you mean yeah just depends it just depends right i have the problem where people think i'm being sarcastic when i'm being sincere and or they think i'm smirking and i'm like it's just my face yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just my face i yeah. can't help it trolley trawl Ooh, a new one i've never heard your name before says just me or everyone can't handle when people confuse contiguous and continental um, well, that's crazy because that, I don't know either one. That doesn't come – well, like the contiguous How often U.S. does that come up right? in your, are you I know. A, are you a fucking – Travel agent? Uh, yeah, or a cartographer? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. They've, What's contiguous? All the, means, the states that are touching each other. Yeah. What the fuck? Right. Right. So there's 48 contiguous U.S. states. Oh. Well, so Hawaii and Alaska. Why do they even come up with that word? I know. For map making in the 1600s. Because like, someone know. was like, hey, what do we call it when these two states touch? Just me or everyone is the first time I've heard the word contiguous in like five years. Yeah, more longer than five. But if someone says the continental U.S., then what are they referring to? Breakfast. I think everything. <laughs> Duh. I don't. It's like a, it's like a croissant. And I don't know, but I would imagine. All of it? Everything except Hawaii. Because that's technically not part of the continent. I don't know. Ah, oh, God, you're smart. No, I'm not. Wait till wait till this drops. Check my Twitter. I'm not smart. <laughs> He's right. People, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. not no, I'm I, not I like drop knowledge you. that I think is that fact, was pretty good. And though. then Twitter flows. Why up. can I ask both of you a question? Sure. It's 2014, and we still ask these questions. And then look at the top of our skulls for the answers. When we could just look at our phones. Just go to the phone. You're in front of a, an iMac. Yeah. 
and you it's still more refuse fun to, to pretend that we ha- we know stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like to think that I'm smart. I know I'm not. Yeah, but I like to think I am. <laughs> Spent a lot of money under the pretense that I would be. All right, we'll now look up continental U.S. though, because mm-hmm. now I want to know. Ryan Pinella says recently processed that postal drivers are on the right side of the vehicle. Weird. Yeah, I've noticed that, but I don't know why that's the case. Oh, it's so that they can get they can lean out and put mail in the mailbox yeah. or something. Okay, of course. But they never do that. They get out of their vehicle. Yeah, they do do that. You're right. Of course, mailboxes aren't all at the curb anymore. No. Mine is in a little house <laughs> with two mailboxes inside it. Oh. You're really a, you live in a house, though, right? Yeah. But you have two mailboxes? Yeah, me and the, the neighbor that lives at the bottom of the hill. Oh. We share oh, a mailbox. How f- oh, fancy. You're up yeah. a hill. Mm. Okay, nice. this is highly confusing because the words are so similar. But if I'm reading this right, it's exactly what I said. Contiguous right. is the ones touching, which is what you said. And then right. continental includes Alaska, but not Hawaii. Nice. I think. That's, uh, this is an, un, these are unnecessary words. Yeah, those you words. You could just say contiguous plus Alaska. Sure. Or you yeah. could just say the United States. Yeah. I, how often does this come up? That's my just mirror everyone. So how often? I guess in shipping or something. The conti- No, I don't know. You know what it'd be like? Yeah, you know what? I, I'm taking this back. Maybe this guy lives in Alaska or Hawaii oh. and therefore it comes into play a lot for him. Yeah. That's the only reason I could think of that coming into play in your life enough that you would tw- think to tweet a just mirror everyone. Right. It. Right. That's All right. Trowley Trow, where do you live? Okay. John Schember says... Confused how live pod callers can talk about recent on-air convos like they've heard to that point already. What am I missing? Oh, okay. What you're missing is that when they call in, they can hear everything that's said, and they sit on hold listening to the show. Oh, hey, John, you just answered my question, too. Did you not know? I had no idea. I I thought they were just given a question. You know what I mean? Like, when they call in, like, you know, we'll give them a question, and we'll be all right, we'll be right with you. You get what I'm saying? Like, oh, I have a question for Adam. Right. No, well, What's they call. Question? Yes, that happens. And then they sit there on hold waiting and they can hear everything. I got you. Yeah. J-Mo's and Bobo says, I have a hard time throwing away the fancy paper bags you get from stores. I just know I'll use them for something someday. I do that too. And yep. then I don't use them. Never. Occasionally I do, but it's because I just stuff them somewhere. Mm-hmm. I need to have like a dedicated bag spot. Yep. My mom has a shit ton of those and she calls them gift bags. I'm like, mom, you're not going to stick a gift <laughs> in a fancy Macy's bag. Right. You're not. She might one day. Yeah. But then it's a puzzle. And it's like, you obviously didn't get that. Right. From I know. Macy's. I've had that where I open something from like a, it's in a Bloomingdale's box, but yeah. oh, it's not from there. No, it's not from Bloomingdale's. From Target. That's from Mervyn's. I keep them all too, but I never use them. Ever. No. And I, I recently got a bunch of those uh, canvas like bags that you, that people in LA have to take to grocery stores now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was I was actually at somewhere where they were like, "Oh, they're free. Take like as many as you can." Where took, was this magical bag spot? Because we paid for all of ours. It was the Los Angeles Podcast Festival, actually. Nice. Oh wow! It was I like bought a T shirt and I asked for a bag, and he's like, "Oh, Squarespace is sponsoring him. There's canvas bags over there." And this was the last day, and he was like, "There's literally five thousand of them. Like, take as many as you want." Wow! Nice. So I just took like twenty of them, and over the course of the months since that happened, they have all steadily progressed out of my trunk, and they're now all in my house where they're useless. <laughs> 
We, I never think to take them back. And now down. you're currently buying canvas bags yeah. from Ralph's. Exactly. We have a whole system. The bags live in Daniel's trunk. Right. That's where mine were and intended to live. They come into the house with the groceries. Then and how then how do you get them back out? They they hang on the doorknob on the way out, That's and smart. then he takes them to his car the next morning. Yeah. It's but, that last step I always fuck up. Yeah. Because <laughs> they are sitting in front of my door. I step over them to leave my apartment, but I don't know. I'm not, sp- I'm not bright. I never grab a bag, ever. I, I have bought every bag. Yeah. And it, it pisses me off. And I always tell myself, leave this bag in the car. Never do. What I don't like, we've talked about this before, it makes me sound like an entitled bitch, but what I don't like is this new, we don't provide bags anymore means, and we also don't bag your groceries for you. Yeah. Bag my shit. I just paid for That's it. That's right. That's how I feel. Yeah. All right. Uh, just Dawn says, there is no such thing as one trip to the Home Depot. Well, for me, there's no trip to the Home Depot. <laughs> no, but that's, <laughs> I that's I very true. Though. I know what he's saying. When you're building something, you end up having to go a lot. Well, yeah. Like, if you're trying to do a project, like, you go to Home Depot and get all the shit that you'll need, but you never get all the shit that you need. Never. Because you'll fuck something up and or the help to that fix you need. it. Or yeah. <laughs> Easy. That was very easy. <laughs> I was in Home Depot last night. Really? I just bought uh, the the retractable, uh, whatever they're called, blinds, window shades. Yeah, window blinds. Oh, nice. Yeah, nine hundred bucks yesterday. Wow. Home Depot. Jesus. Wow. Yep. Who's gonna install them? Took uh, took about forty five minutes to find Rashad to help me. <laughs> <laughs> Rashad, I need uh, help with blinds. Ah, oh, well, they're they're over there, man. They're over there by the sinks. <laughs> They are by the sinks, actually. They are. I know. I was why there last that? night. Yeah. Why do they always put them by the sinks? <laughs> and finally, Michael Hartshorn says, even though you can't speed read, you quickly scan every part of a boring work-related read, hoping to retain something via osmosis. Yes, I realized too late. Doing that thing where you scan does not help any of it get into your Nothing. head. Nothing. Like, you really... It's very, for me, binary. Either you've read it and comprehended it or you haven't. And same with memorization, speaking of auditions. Either you've memorized it or you haven't. This thing where you're like, I kind of know it. All of a sudden, once the adrenaline goes, like, you don't know any of it. You don't know any of it. For me, that's my thing. That's how it happened to me. That is so funny you said that. That is a funny, you should remember you said that. I will. Adrenaline only works on, it's good or bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you get shot, your adrenaline will save your life. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But it won't you help ran... you remember something you only re- kind of know. Exactly. Right. That it has to be so really funny. in there. That's so funny. I never thought of that. Adrenaline does fuck you up at the uh, at Yeah. The, if you don't really know it, adrenaline's going to say, well, you don't know it at all. Right. I'm going to take it all away. Yeah. Which is why it always surprises me. I haven't done, I haven't gone on auditions in a long time, but when I used to go on them, you get a call, like, the night before. Yeah. How do people have stuff memorized that fast? That's, yo, I know certified uh, auditioners that book. You know what I mean? They book. They're guar- guaranteed they will book a pilot. Because they're so good at auditioning? They're so good, and they go out six, seven times a day. They I swear. A day? I swear. How are they all I, memorizing maybe, this Maybe fast, I'm exaggerating. Still. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but I'm just saying... Like, it's phone phone call, like, yeah, I got an audition at 2, and I got another one at 4.30. And I'm like, well, I'm studying for one tomorrow. Yeah. And I would you prefer to have more today. time. <laughs> yeah, I also have, like, two tomorrow. I'm like, huh? Yeah, like, it's, it's a whole art form. That is draining. Have you taken classes? Yeah. 
did it help you? Yeah. Because I know of people. It helped me with my confidence because I already knew I could act. Yeah. See, I feel like I should take classes because I know of people who are like, the minute I took this class, I started getting work. Yeah. Like it just, because I don't audition well. Yeah. Well, that's I don't know that's what I do thing. well, but it's not auditioning. John Lovitz bought me a book, you know, uh, The Art of Auditioning. He, he even said it himself. This is John Lovitz. I hate auditioning. It's <laughs> the art awful. of auditioning. Maybe I could just read a book instead of taking a class. There is a book. I need to and read he, that. He bought it for me. He goes, read this book. It's amazing. The art. I'm writing this down. Yeah. Onto a piece of paper I'm going to throw out, but still. Yeah. The art of auditioning. But also. There's a canvas bag you can throw it in. <laughs> this class that I was considering taking, they have people on call who are like audition coaches. And they're like, if you have an audition, you can call them and they work with you for like 15 minutes or 30 minutes or 45 minutes. And I realized. Are people doing this? Because my whole thing has always like there's a whole world of people helping you that I have never been privy to. Because my whole mm. thing is like I get the copy and I work on it with myself. Maybe I work on it with Daniel or you know someone around. I'll ask them to do lines with me and then I'll go in. But I could be calling up a professional person to get coached up beforehand. Yeah, you should. Have, is, have, is that what yeah, you do? Yeah, they're good. Really? Yeah. Are we talking really about? We're probably talking about the same acting school. No, I, I have a one on one. Oh, yeah. Really good coach. Really nice guy. Glenn Haynes. There's a plug for you. Glenn Haynes. Glenn Haynes. He's amazing. Does he also teach classes, though? Or is he yeah, just he has classes, one-on-one? but he, he, he's really good at the one-on-ones. And I, I like the one-on-ones. So will you meet with him before? If you were t- to audition, would you yeah. meet with him beforehand? Oh, yeah. I'll call him. Mm-hmm. And he'll come over? or you No, you go phone? to his place. Glenn yeah. Haynes. Glenn Haynes. He's really good. Huh. Really excited. And right on it. That's the, that's the whole key. Like, looking at the scene, and, and he figures it out. Like, okay, I get it. Right. I, see, I see this. I know what it is. This, and then he'll explain it and help you. Not see, like I you feel don't like already... if I, I feel like if I, ever, if I get back into that world, that's what I would need. Yeah. Porn? That world of okay. porn, yeah. Because I'm always like, what's my motivation? And they're yeah. like, well, you really want the job really bad. Yeah. And this is how you keep it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but like, I don't know. I don't know what way to play it. Yeah. Topless oh, or bottomless. <laughs> you know? And then they'll be why like, "Why not both?" Why exactly? That's yeah. what they usually say. Why it not both? It is porn. And then it just comes alive for me. Yeah. yeah. Then you get into character. I, 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 I now I, I look forward to auditioning. Really? Yeah. Because of Glenn Haynes. Well, well Glenn is down his name too. Because yeah. <laughs> of Glenn. Because of Glenn, he's he's amazing. But I, I now I think what it is is. It's that mental thing. You got to enjoy it. You know what I mean? John always said Is to that me. that was in the art of auditioning, enjoying it? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're it. right, though. I think they can read the dread on you. Yeah. And then, you know, you just have fun. Like, like I think that's what it was. Like, I wasn't having fun. And you got to just say, yeah, I'm, I'm not here to try and book it. I'm here to, like, have fun. Right. And enjoy the fact that there's a casting director that wants to see you come in and read. And that's how... It's weird, but, you know, you should enjoy that moment. And, and, and just have fun. Like... See, for okay. me... I guess it's that reverse psychology. The, like, oh, if I fail, I didn't fail. I right. went in. The audition, an audition that I did really well on was the audition for the Adam Carolla show because it wasn't an audition in a room somewhere for people that, have nothing, that aren't part of the show. It was like I just came in and did the show. Yeah, you were you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I also do really well on live TV. Yeah. I do probably better on live television than recorded stuff. I don't know why. I mean, not always, but that's just, I tend Adrenaline. to... Adrenaline? That's probably why, uh-huh. yeah. I think that it's, it's the contrivance of an audition that makes me feel weird. And I yeah. need to get over that. You're right. I should look at it like the audition is a thing in and of itself to uh-huh. be good, to go knock it out of the park yep. at. 
have a little treat for yourself at the end. That's what like John you get to said leave. to me. John goes like this. When you have a good audition, have like a, a, a treat that you want at the end. What was your Mine's treat? Mine's cheeseburgers. <laughs> I swear to God. What was he, what's yours? You know, John Lovitz knows uh, uh, coffee or something. Like, uh-huh. I, I would just go. But he, he, would all, he knows the McDonald's menu by heart. Oh, really? He knows wow. what a number two is. He knows what a number five That's is. That's shocking. Yeah, it's, it's really funny. And he loves McDonald's. This is no bullshit. Double. He likes to buy the the two hamburgers, uh-huh. the, the 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 whatever that is, the two cheeseburger meal. Right. Oh my god! And he orders it all the time. Is he a nice guy? Oh, he's really nice. He's sweet. I like him. Took me on the road. He was great. He was the first big, big, big name that I opened for, and uh, he was my idol. I used to, you know, mm-hmm. I used to impersonate him in high school. Did I talk about this last time? Maybe. So it was kind of weird that it's like okay. talk he, about it again. Here I am with him and. And, you know, he's, you know, fans would run up to him and go, oh, my God, we love you, John. He's like, well, this is Joe Coy. <laughs> he does an impersonation of me. <laughs> Joe, do me. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you want me to say, John? Exactly. That's perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, that, he was so much fun. Are you still in touch with him? Yeah, yeah, we, we talked. He know? came, he did our podcast at Amalfi. He brought his dog, which I thought was cute. Uh-huh. And I noticed he was extremely tan. I probably mentioned oh, that Oh, he loves it. Well, yeah. he has psoriasis. Oh. So he has to tan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's why he tans. <laughs> yeah. No, my dad has psoriasis. He tans too. So I guess it helps it from spreading. Right. UV rays often help skin things, yeah. I guess. So. Mm. But he's extremely tanned. <laughs> he was pretty tan. Yeah. yeah. Remember how tan he was? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was dramatic. Tan. Tan was a few weeks ago. Yes. He was... Crisp. I'm crispy. <laughs> I'm completely done. Take me out the oven. I'm done. I like him. I like. I like him a lot. Yeah, he was a good guest. I think. Yeah. What's his dog's name? I I'm tra- I, no, I say I think because I'm having trouble remembering. He was a good guest. He was. was a good he was show. nice. Good. Good. Yeah, he was nice. Um, well, Joe Coy, thank you so much for coming and doing my show again. Thank you. Do you feel okay about it? Yeah, I think I'm going to catch a lot of heat. I know. I'm worried I, that I'm going to too. But it's good. Good, it's, it's good to good. be open. It's good to be open and whatever. Maybe I'll call them and say that, you know, yeah, before it gets, you know. We'll give you some warning. Yeah. Um, on, but I, I, I feel good. I felt good. like a big weight off my chest again good. on your show. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. So tell everyone where they should go to find you. Uh, com. J-O-K-O-Y.com. And that's it for anything. Twitter, Instagram, J-O-K-O-Y. Okay. Vine. Are you on Vine? Yeah, I love it. Really? J-O-K-O-Y. Do you do a lot of Vines? Yeah. Do you follow him on Vine, Gary? Yeah, it's okay. I don't really do Vine. I feel like I need to do Vine. I I mean, I don't want to, but I just feel like... I thought Vine wasn't going to be a thing, but it's a thing. It's It's a a real thing. It's a thing. And the people people who are good at it are fucking great at it. Yeah, Yeah, they are. It's it's like, that's why I've never really gotten into Vine, is because I... No one vines like so specific. It's like no one does Twitter in a way where it's like, all right, well, you win Twitter. Like, but yeah. there are people out there who win at Vine. Yeah, like, and they and are I winning. Just shouldn't, I just should not even be playing. Like, yeah, it's like Kobe Bryant and me out on a yeah. basketball court. Like, they no, are you. good. Yeah, man, they're putting a lot of time and energy and production into it, and mm-hmm. it's like seven seconds at a shot. But they're fucking good. Have yeah. you seen? I don't know who the guy is, but he's always trying to feed cereal to Ryan Gosling. <laughs> no, but now <laughs> I really want to. It's really funny. Um, it's, he's one of the, when I don't follow that many people on Vine, but I think I do follow him, but it'll be like, you'll see Ryan Gosling on the screen and then you'll just see a cereal spoon come at him and it'll get, it'll get knocked out of his hand. It's really funny. 
Um, all right. You can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are because they have everything, won't you click through the banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com? It doesn't cost you anything extra. It does help out the show. And thank you guys so much for all of your amazing Amazon support. We have a ringtone available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Get that by searching, hey, go fuck yourself on your iPhone in the iTunes store. And speaking of the LA Podcast Festival where Gary got all the bags, we have two special bonus episodes recorded live there that are available. The first one is with Doug Benson and Greg Proops, and the next one is with uh, Greg, no, excuse me, what am I saying? With Doug Benson, musician Matt Costa, and much of the Thursday gang, those are $1.99 in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. Thank you guys so much for listening. Gary, are you watching the, the Ryan Gosling stuff? Yeah, it's a user called Ryan W. McHerney, and they're amazing. That's great. Amazing. Yeah, they're pretty funny. Thank All right. you. You can follow Gary at G. Patrick Smith. And for Kalen. Don't worry about me. It's back. <laughs> he he had, was using a different catchphrase for like one episode, uh-huh. and it bumped me. But now this one's back. Thank you. For now. For now. You never know what you're going to get with him. That's the thing. All right, you guys, thank you so much love for listening. You. I love you. Goodbye. We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Thank you for choosing the Allison Rosen Show. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That's right. Show.